Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. I'm Josh, here with my dad, Stan. Hello, everybody. And today, we're going to be talking about church communications leadership, specifically the pressures of church communications leadership. First, I want to pick my dad's brain a little bit about just leadership in general. Okay. Because... That's what I'm, I'm I just going to nothing about leadership. He knows nothing about leadership. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. But I'm going to, I'm at least going to ask just by way of introducing us to this topic. What are some of the, I mean, you know, 40 plus years of pastoral experience for you when, when you're in a leadership role, find yourself in a leadership position, how do you handle some of the pressures that mount? What are, when you, when you have to deal with a, pressure moment what have you found to be some of the best ways to to manage those or handle those i'd go outside and shoot my bow into <laughs> targets with people's pictures painted on it that is that is such a great answer that i'm almost wondering if we just need to completely edit out and it was not the answer that i was looking for <laughs> at all but it works it works yeah so, but, well i mean obviously you know not to quote the million dollar game show or whatever, but you know, sometimes you just need to phone a friend. Right. And, that, uh, oh, that, that's very true. Yeah. Very you true. got, you got to vent that out with somebody. You got to yep. have a, a, a ministry partner, a prayer partner, uh, you know, an elder that you can vent oh, yeah. your frustrations with that will not think you a bad pastor because you're miserably upset. Um, so, you know, uh, obviously there's the, get before God and see what's got you upset. And a lot of times it's fear. Uh, Our anger is typically based in fear. Our anxieties are based in fears. And we need to take that fear and sort it back down, boil it back down and let, let the Lord reveal the fear to us and figure out what part of his sovereignty are we just not trusting in that. Right. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. and, And go back to him. And as, you know, as an older pastor that gets a little more familiar, sure. Um, not, not easy, but familiar. And, you know, as a young pastor, it's just gut-wrenching, terrifying some days, and you need to take compound bow outside. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, kind of what I, what I want to look at are some of the, some of the uh, specific pressures that people face in ministry in general, and here's even more specifically communications ministry within right. the church. Uh, but a lot of this is leadership pressure in general. So that's kind of what we're, what we're going to go through and it's specific to church comm. So a lot yeah, of- and I'll just say, you know, we, we talk about 
uh, church communications that like you're the, you're our church communication guy on our staff. Um, that's your that's your particular role, and it almost feels like to my generation there was never such a thing. So it almost feels like that's just like a little. So you're just like a little tag on guy. What are you doing? You know, right? When in reality, right. the truth is, and the really thing I really want the churches to hear, the guy that's handling your communication is very significant to the the message, the value, the purpose, and the drive of the church. Um, that role is very important and very powerful, and it does come with a lot of pressure. I mean, if you think about how important words are today in our culture, there are people, the cancel culture, oh, huge. Huge. the cancel culture is wiping people off the map because oh, yeah. they said one word one on word. a, yep. in an interview yeah, the wrong word. on a, somebody's <laughs> phone that was being held up in a parking lot while that guy was talking to somebody else. That's he right. got it. He caught him saying one word that he wasn't supposed to say. Yeah. Or a picture went viral. A connotation or, of yeah. a conversation yeah. or, that's maybe even out of context, but that one word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. They, they I mean, they even de- designed something in a way that was deemed offensive or, you sure. know, or, or it was racially insensitive. Yeah. It's a, the, a cartoon like that. that went oh, wrong yeah, direct, yeah. got under oh, somebody's yeah. skin. It, it happens all, and it just, all the time. Yeah. So, so when you talk about the pressure on the communications guy, a bunch of that sits there. It really does. And it's it not really a, it's not an insignificant role. It's a significant role for the church. Right. You know, and you list here just as, as an example you know, one of the things that, that's easy to feel pressure about is implementing new technology, but you have to be mindful of senior, ouch, 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 senior, <laughs> senior leadership. Senior leadership just means the people that are above you. Yeah. It I can got, be any age. Oh, you weren't talking about me as a senior no, citizen. No. I got it. Okay. If, if you're the comms guy and you you're 25 be... and your senior pastor is 30. 35, <laughs> yeah, that's still, still senior see. leadership. You answer okay. to him, buddy. <laughs> okay. So I was just taking that wrong. But you have to be mindful of the senior leadership's approval and their budget constraints. Oh, yeah. So what are you talking about there? Well, any if you're in communications ministry at, at, at any level, you have to, you know, be aware of the fact that, you know, your church is going to need digital upgrades and stuff like that. You know that that's going to be necessary, but, you know, it, it's it's not something that you can just jump into, rush into, do yourself. You, you can't just assume you have the authority to do a lot of that stuff. You have to be respectful of the approval of the leadership. And that means having conversations with the pastor. That means having conversations with the pastor who's going to have conversations with the budget team or the finance correct, pastor or the correct. finance committee, whatever yeah. your church has. Especially church you just sit, sit in the right position, stay in your lane and sit in the right yes, position under exactly, your, exactly. under the authority that you're, yeah. you're designed to, to have, yeah. you know, but if your church who, is still using, the, if your church is still using an overhead projector, you got to get in that meeting yourself. Yeah, you got to get in that meeting. Get but, in that meeting but, with but a proposal. You still, and a, But you, you still know, don't rush it. Offer, you, offer your money to help. You don't go into that meeting and pick up the projector and throw it out in the hallway or, you know, you just don't, Maybe. you don't, you it don't be viral it. video though. It, you got to admit be that'd video. be viral video. Uh, you know, and who's the, uh, there's a football, a famous college football player that says respect the process or trust the process. Uh, it's not a famous football player. It's a famous coach. Coach. Uh, be Nick Saban. Be Saban. Yeah, Saban says trust <laughs> just, the process. Just Nick Saban. Just that's Nick all. Saban. So don't, <laughs> Roll tight. don't rush the process. Trust the yeah, process. Trust the process. Stay in and, the process. Trust the process. And tech upgrades are a big part of that. I mean, if again, you know that those are those upgrades, whether they're big or small, are going to cost money. 
and your your church only has a budget for so much if, right. it, if it even has a budget for tech at all that's right, right now um, there's a lot of time effort work and planning that goes into this so sometimes you are gonna have to make pitches and persuasions I mean I, I think back to like when we upgraded our website platform sure. I had to get in front of the board and pitch that right. and and that was a hey here's how much it's gonna cost but yeah. and you weren't on staff or anything you're just a kid running the yeah I was just, running the web page at I was that just time a kid so just a college kid running our web page and I was like but it's gonna have a lot of benefits in the long run um, which it which it has it's yeah been and, a great, and I'll, great and I'll investment make, for us and I'll make another point here though that I think is really important to hear in that process make sure that you're prioritizing so if your church is in need of a website a really great website or uh powerpoint or i don't know a, a better computer whatever your church is in need of prioritize it first because if your church facility or your building has you know like leaks in the roof yeah. or tarps on the roof, not right. to yeah, talk just, about any churches yeah. in particular. Yeah, possibly like ours right <laughs> possibly now. Possibly like, like our church here in Mobile. Several small hurricanes that went through. The yeah. last thing you need to be worrying about is some big fancy up tech upgrade for your church. Right. Because the front door of your church is the visual building when people pull up in the parking lot. Now, the front door of your church is also your website. Right. So you should have a decent website. But you can get a decent website for a few bucks a month. That's right. By running WordPress, Weebly, something like that. So don't spring for those. Dream, really, dream big. Don't yeah, dream big. And but don't plan spring, within the budget. Plan within the budget. Don't spring for those really big fancy things until you take care of the essentials. Yeah, first. and and just as a note for our younger pastors, don't blow a ton of money on some technology thing when your youth pastor can't put tires on his car. Yes. So exactly. if you got a youth pastor really doing a great job for you. Watch out after your staff. Take care of your music guy. Take care of your, if you have a music guy, take care of your, you know, your other staff members. Be careful not to spend, it's not that you shouldn't spend the money on a nice new projector, but if your projector is getting you by and your staff guy needs a set of tires, you know, needs a water heater at his house, let's take care of that first. I'll tell you that your church you know, and you know this, your your church, especially your the elders in your church, the seniors in your church and your leadership will be way more likely to respect you and listen to your ideas if you recognize and honor and heed those more pressing, more imp- immediate needs. It's about first. a good value yeah, system. It's all good value and evaluation. That's yeah. And also about. just by way of hope for if, you, if you're in a position where you really need some stuff. I'll tell you what Northside did for years is we went to some friends of mine that, that were from the mega church world and took their gift, their hand-me-downs. You yep. know, they, we, we used a soundboard here that was what that thing was 24 channel yeah, soundboard. Yeah, like yeah. we ever could possibly like, need that. Like we, like we would ever need but that. But it was here. a, it was a throwaway <laughs> from somebody that upgraded to a digital board. Yep. And it was, it still, it had like four bad channels. Ooh, ah. Right. So, yeah. Nah, yeah. Like we really, you know, our two guitars and our, you know, yeah. one piano needs exactly. all of that. So, but, but it was, we used that board for years. Oh yeah. It was a very high quality board when it was originally purchased yep. and it worked great for us. So there may be a large church, you know, within driving distance of you that you could get to know the, 
get to know the music guy, the tech guy that runs all that, and say, hey, when y'all get ready to down, if y'all are got some stuff stuffed in a closet, that's what we used to do in Birmingham exactly. in the big church. Exactly. We'd, we'd stuff our old stuff in a closet and just yeah. sit there. And, and and that gives you an opportunity to, to form a really good connection and a good— That know, can be group. true with projectors, yeah, with lighting. Relationship. Yeah, you're, you're building networking and communication with other people in ministry, and you're opening up you know, venues and avenues to, to work with other people, which is always good. I mean, you, you want to build and have those connections. You don't want to do this thing solo. The <laughs> local sound team, in, the local sound team in your, in your town, yep. uh, wh- whatever company that is, uh, that local sound team has a couple of guys that know your town backwards and forth. They know where everything, oh, every yeah. type of speakers hanging, every, they know what's in everybody's closet because they helped them get the upgrades. So you get to know that guy. He may can say to you, Hey, this church has got several things sitting in a closet. Why don't we just make a low ball offer and see if we can get that whole closet exactly. for you? Exactly. Whole new, you know, amp for you, whatever you need. So right. anyway, exactly. anyway there, there's options out there. Oh yeah. Big time. So uh, let's go back to some of your thoughts here. Number two, you say, to deal with the pressure, you need to understand leading a church comms change while keeping your eyes peeled for bigger issues. So you're making a change yep. on your comm side of the world, um, but you're also looking at the bigger picture and of what's a, happening. Yeah, and, and, and there's a huge pressure to to be able to do both of those at the same time. You, you've you got to be able to, to manage that pressure. So what I mean by this is the fact that obviously no change is perfect. And a lot of times, and this is not just true in the communications ministry world, but it's true in just church world and ministry leadership in general. This can happen whether you're changing a website or whether you're changing, oh, I don't know, um, pews in a sanctuary and tablecloths in a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get really excited about a change that's going to happen. You could have communicated the fact that you're going to change whatever that is 12,000 times in meetings and mm-hmm. staff meetings and board meetings and to your church in general. And you can make that change, even if it's a change that you think is a really small one. It doesn't even have to be a big change. And you can sometimes fail to realize you've strolled right into a landmine that's yeah. going to blow up in your face. And sometimes yeah. that's just creates a minor tidal wave. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's just going to happen. Um, so you need to be ready for that and expect that. So always know what you're changing, why you're changing it, how you're changing it, and clearly communicate those reasons to your church. And if some some people in your church disagree with that, which some of them inevitably will, lovingly stick to your convictions and listen to their disagreements at the same time. That's a pressure that you as a leader have to you have to live within that space. So, yes, we're still moving forward because we believe this is what God has called us to do for our church and this is the best route to go. But I am still willing to listen to the reasons that you disagree with this. It just lets their voice be heard. Mm-hmm. And they it gives them a, a platform to at least say, well, I would like to say X, Y, and Z about why I don't think it's a good idea um, to change this or that. And in the comms world, that might be something like, you know— um, you know, if you're if you're projecting onto a wall right now and you have to move across out of the way to hang a screen in your church, that may bother some people. Yes. Even if you move that cross to another place on the stage, you you may have some people come to you and say, well, it's been there for X amount of years. That's why right. why we move that? And it's because it's always been that way and they've been used to it. Um, we've never done it that way before. We've never done it that way before. Exactly. So we've, we've heard those phrases. But, but there, there's a sensitivity there, line you have is. to walk in. There, there's, also a, there's also a fine line, I think, with um, 
why you're making the change. And I think the purpose of the change, you as the comms guy and the pastor have to be crystal clear that there's a, a good reason for the change. We're not trying this, to be, this is where your not, communication skills come in handy. We're not trying to be trendy. Yep. It's not a trendy it's thing. Not a trend. This is a this is a very yep. important thing. Yep. You know, our pews were literally beginning to fall apart, you know, eight and ten at a time. Oh yeah. And so we had to we had to do something with our pews. Um and we had the chairs in the that had been donated to us years before that happened to match the carpet perfectly in our sanctuary. Right, exactly. What exactly. are the chances of that? So when all that came together, it was just the right way to do it, you know, even though there was a pretty good sized pushback on it. Oh yeah. But but the reason we did it was not to be trendy. Other churches are getting rid of their pews. No, ours are breaking apart. Yeah. And people are cracking pews every Sunday exactly. when they sit down. We're exactly. in cracks and pops. And at some point, Might this need is to do about that, not but... going to go well for our insurance. <laughs> um, and, and so, but it also brought a whole new look to our sanctuary. We did put oh, yeah. some, some round tables in there and tablecloths and all that. So, but it also it, it brought it made our sanctuary more contemporary. Exactly. Um, exactly. We have a beautiful sanctuary that's very traditional looking frame with a contemporary look on the inside. Now. Right. It's quite which quite is, the which is a good blend. Yeah, quite the deal. Definitely a good blend to have. Right. And then you say number three, knowing the line between excellent communication management and the greater sake of the gospel. Yep. This is definitely a pressure that I think all of us in ministry leadership live within. Uh, and if you're in comms ministry, then you know that a big part of your job is to uh, maintain visual quality work, like on your church website, on your social media channels and stuff like that. And a lot of us place enormous, I know I do. Um, and I, I probably speak for some of my fellow communicators out there. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are night owls and stay up until insane hours to make sure everything looks good in the like, way we want it to yeah, look. Like you did last night. Yes. Uh, we place enormous pressure on ourselves in this area. We know what good design looks like. We know what good marketing looks like and branding looks like when we see it. And we try to uphold standards for ourselves, for our church. But every so often we get asked to promote a event or uh, you know, some type of ministry or outside source that doesn't necessarily meet the brand strategy or design strategy or quality of what we're doing. And there's that little part of us as artists, you know, and as communications people that is OCD, that's OCD. <laughs> and that doesn't want that cluttering up our stuff. We can, we can have that little pull for a minute and that's a pressure for us. But on the other hand, we have to know, and this is what I want, you know, to emphasize, we, we have to know that the gospel is more important. So, you know, we, we know discipleship is more important. And if promoting that event or that ministry will advance those causes, just go ahead and promote it, make it happen. You won't always have that, especially if you're at a small church and we do, you know, this is you know going out to a lot of small churches. You're not always going to have the time or the resources to redesign or, you know, enhance every little bit of content for everything. And the person from the other ministry that you're trying to support may not want you to redesign exactly. their stuff. Exactly. You know, if, you, if you've got a, a, a local ministry that's doing a, a block party uh, not far from your church and you realize, hey, we need to we need to let our people know about that. This is what you're talking about. We, we need to get our people involved in that. We're going to help with that. 
but there's somebody else running the whole thing. We're just we're just the tag along support system. Yep, that makes it they're their gonna, thing. They're going to give you a their digital stuff. presentation, and yeah. we're going to put it on our screens yeah, or, yeah, and drop or, it into or our a, or a social media. Drop graphic, it into our social media, yeah, and, whatever and, it is, and it may not look anything like you wanted it to design for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would dream a way different dream for that, yeah. but it's not yours yeah, to, you, to mess you, with. You need to look at it and go, you know. Hey, the gospel is important. Exactly, and and it doesn't matter if the fonts are too big or too or many too, or too or too many or the, there's or you can't read papyrus, it. papyrus. What is yeah. it? Papyrus fonts. Yeah. Gosh, don't even get me started on that. Um, yeah. You know, or if the font is too small, and you know that the older folks on your social media can't even read it. I mean, there's all that stuff. Whatever it is. Learn to be okay with it and just say, it's not mine. Whatever that is, is not mine. And I'm trusting God to use this for the gospel. We've partnered with this event, organization, person, ministry, pastor, what, whatever it is, learn to be okay with that. That's good. That's good. And then you say, number four, making decisions that will inevitably be misinterpreted. Yes. Oh, my Lord. That's a ministry <laughs> Ministry, weekly ministry issue. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This goes for all of us in leadership in general, but I just thought I would throw it into the columns one for fun. You're going to run into people who disagree with some of your decisions. It's just going to happen. I mean, you're a pastor, dad. You know this. So I don't care what level of leadership you're in. Even if you're just a volunteer at your church, you're going to be, you're going to do something that somebody's going to disagree with. And some of those people who disagree might be church members. You might even have staff members that disagree with you from time to time, you know, just True. maybe. Um, and sometimes that might be because they don't have all the information. They might not have insider True. details. Um, and sometimes you can see the bigger picture that they can't. Uh, and there will be times where they don't need to see that bigger picture. There will be times where you do need to explain the bigger picture and hope that they do see it. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, don't fall don't don't fall victim to the belief that you have to explain in minute detail every little thing that you do for your little communications world. Just be as lovingly clear as you can about what you're doing in your communications ministry and and explain that we're doing this for the gospel. We're doing this for this reason. And then accept the fact that there will still be some people who don't just don't understand or who misread it or who misconstrue it. That's just part of Mm -hmm. being a leader. Yeah. Those people are just going to be out there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I was thinking too, um, when we decided a handful of us in leadership just decided we need to move our van off campus. Um, there were several people that had pushback on that. Like, That's our van. Why, why is our van not here? Right, right. We should we should have our van here. And I said, well, here's the part you didn't know. We're, we're way out in the country, and mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty remote piece of land we're on. People are coming up here in the, on the weekends or weeknights when we're not here late, yep. probably early morning, and cutting the catalytic converters off because you because the van's way up high, so you get under real easy to do oh, this yeah. with an electric saw with a you know battery powered saw. You can just get in there and just whack it off, and then go sell that at the scrapyard and make themselves enough money for drugs or whatever they're doing with it. Exactly. Probably not you know making tithe off of that, <laughs> um, and leaving us with a with a two thousand dollar repair job on our van. Mm. We did that twice, and it's like, hey, we got to get the van off you campus. Gotta solve this problem. Yeah, and. We decided to put it at, on on one of the rehab campuses, which is 
continually populated. Yep. You know, 55 people live on that campus all the time. So you're exactly. not going to just go out there and saw it off in the middle of the night. And it becomes transportation for them to come to church on Sundays if they want to, as long as we ensure one or two of the drivers. So it was a win-win for us. But the people that at our church that didn't understand that didn't have that picture. They just right. thought we just, you know, willy-nilly decided not to keep the van up here. Yeah, exactly. So, That's going to happen in the comms yeah. world. There's going to be people who think that you just willy-nilly into some new feature on your website that they don't like or, right. you know, some new photo or, or, or whatever, um, you know, that you redid the staff page a certain way and they don't like how it looks. They don't like yeah. the looks, yeah. And so... You're just going to have to explain to them, well, it was more personable this way, or it looked better this way, or it connects with visitors this way, and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if they do the, well, I liked the backgrounds, you know, in the old photos, I mean, you're going to hear those things sure. at yeah, small yeah. churches. <laughs> Absolutely. So that, that was my background. You know? And the positive you take away from that is at least they're looking at your webpage. Exactly. It's the front <laughs> exactly. door of the church. Yeah, at least, at least somebody's looking at it. At least yeah. you're getting hits yeah, on the A little the traffic. So number five, you say the last one is setting a healthy on-screen and off-screen schedule for yourself. Oh, Lord, yes. Dying to hear you talk about this. Lord, Mr. Yes. I'm stuck in my room, never going to leave, working on my computer forever. Yes, which which actually I, I got a, a notification. We, we talked about notifications in our last episode. I got a notification um, on my Mac. Uh, it, it's funny. My, our, our silent partner, Mike, and I uh, were talking about this. Um, the, the various notifications on the Mac system and um, and your iPhone and your Mac now will give you notifications of your screen time. Um, you know, you can just swipe and see, you know, what you've been doing. And so this morning at 9.05, my weekly report for my screen time is that it, it went up by 6% from last week for an average of six hours and 28 minutes a day. Yeah. That's my, that's what I'm averaging, uh, for screen time on the Mac. I don't even want to know what the screen time on the iPhone is or right. the iPad right. because those are separate. Right. That's just the Mac. Yeah, it's just the Mac. That's just the Mac. And it, it is your job, but right. It still. is, it is work. So, you know, I, I will say this though, as, and this goes for everybody. Once again, a lot of these apply across the board pastorally, no matter what position you're in, in your church but particularly for communications ministers, because we work with tech, it's very hard to pull away from our screens right? because we we're at church on a Sunday, but then we get to lunch and we remember we needed to do something or post something or say something or respond to somebody. Correct. We've got to pull that phone out while we're with our family, while we're with, while we're doing whatever. And even when we're not at our desks, we're always updating stuff. We're always whipping our tablets or phones out to, to do the, and, and this can unfortunately have serious effects on our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, not to mention the effects it can have on our relationships with friends and family. You know, it can pull you away from right. conversations and lots, stuff. So lots of back, always know when to break away and just put it down and be done with it. It helps sometimes for a lot of people if you have like a little, uh, I mean, yeah, set a timer. Yeah, they make little apps now for task management, for daily routines. To, to you know, the, even what I just mentioned a second ago is built into the operating system for all the Apple gadgets that it will actually tell you here's how many hours you're spending on this device, um, and you and you can set that to pop up as often as you want to. So even if it's just a deadline for putting down your gizmos by a certain time every night. Set that goal and then stick to it. Yeah. 
Um, you know, which I say again, as the guy who stayed up late last night right. until working on whatever it was, but I, I would like to say we had a long, we had a long weekend. <laughs> we had a long weekend. Yeah, we had a big church we, event on Saturday. And then we had a guest speaker come in who got me his notes really late, but that's okay because it's my job and it's what I do. And it's what I love to do. Um, so staying shout up, out to our guest speaker. Who's also a board member. Yeah. Who's also a board member. Big Dave, Dave, Dave Nielsen, Nielsen, Dave Nielsen, phenomenal job at testimonies on the lawn. Yep. Um, and I'm Dave, Dave Nielsen.net.com. We're not going to give a Nielsen. shout out to his website yet because his website is still working on it. But you can see him on Facebook. Catch him on Facebook. But yeah, you can't catch him on Facebook. You can link so, him. You can link him through our. Yeah. Yeah. We'll drop him page. into the uh, show notes. So, um, but yeah, always, always, always set a goal for how much time you're going to spend on your gadgets and then do your best to stick to it. Yes. You're going to have moments where you're going to have to stay up late. And design stuff that just comes with your job, but the the better you can do, the the better it'll be for your your mental and spiritual health. It really will help. Exactly, and exactly. That, that's a pressure that you have to live within as a commons minister. It, it comes with the job. You you have to know how to balance that. Right, right. So those are good, and and we you guys have a lot of pressure on you because everything you type and write and say and respond to on a Facebook post. Uh, could turn disastrous any second oh, if you gosh, do it wrong. Yes, yes. So you have to think those things clearly and carefully out, and you have to pay attention to all yeah, that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of pressures that we face, and, and I mean, I'll, I'll throw in, uh, well, that that would be like uh, responding to people on the live stream and stuff like that. And again, that goes back to something that our style. Or even just, just on regular Facebook. Yeah, even just on regular uh, Facebook. But Respond um, is my wrong. As we close out here, I'll, I'll throw in a bonus one for you that I thought of this morning. Um, I, I didn't put it into the blog post, but I'm going to throw this out. Um <laughs> Living in the space between what the pastor or preacher thinks that we are capable of doing and what we are actually able to do. <laughs> because I would just like to say, go on record as saying, as, as a communications minister, this is going to happen to you all the time. And especially if you're an aspiring communications guy who wants to get into helping with tech at your church, sometimes there's something you're going to be asked to do that really is technologically impossible, but your pastor or whoever it is on staff or even a fellow comms guy or your dad or your dad, who is a pastor, <laughs> your dad, pastor, who's asking you to do it, thinks that it is possible. Right. And you try to explain to the best of your ability. That's really what you're asking me to do. Doesn't even computer make sense. And, and for a minute there, you're kind of going to feel like Scotty from the Enterprise, <laughs> right, and right. and your your pastor yeah. is Kirk saying, "I need more warp speed." Need more warp. Give and her you're all she's you're got. looking at him going, "I'm giving her all she's got, <laughs> Captain. This is it. That's this is it. the best you're going to get right That's here." It. That's it. And he's going, "We're all going to die if I don't get that graphic in a higher resolution." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, That's it's it. not going to be in a higher resolution." Oh, it's going to happen. So. Just want to say, sometimes you're going to have to live in that very true in that warp speed pressure space. Right, it's just going to happen. Right, very true. <laughs> hey, before we go, let's remind everybody we've got a, a shepherd summit coming yep, up. Coming up, it's a pastors conference for churches, small church pastors. Yep, not small pastors, but small church pastors. That would be really funny. That'd be very. That'd true. be really funny. We're going to have one of those. Names. All your short pastors are going to have conference. a blast yeah. marketing that. But but we really would love for you to uh, pray about coming to that. We're doing our very best to make it extremely affordable, but also extremely valuable. Uh, got a great keynote speaker coming in. Oh, yeah. Um, Carl Vaders is going to be coming in as our keynote speaker. You guys can find him online at Carl Vaders. 
Com. Yes. It's his personal website. He's written some phenomenal books on small churches and small church ministry, the grasshopper myth, small church essentials, a hundred days to a healthier church. Um, a lot of great blogs and posts that run through sources like Christianity Today um, and some other really good online digital Christian uh, magazines and sites. So he he's going to be with us and, and all, all of the pastors will absolutely love everything that he um, has to say in, in all of his content. Yeah, and we're trying to plan a really special weekend for you. It's a Thursday yep. afternoon, Friday, yep. all day, Saturday morning deal. And uh, that way you can get back to your church if you need to, or you could stay and go to the beach. Yep. We're not very far at all from the beach. Come to our church on Sunday morning. Yeah, we're not very far from the beach we'll at all. We'll have some special music, some great food. All yeah, that got, stuff. got all of kinds fellowship. of great stuff planned. And uh, really want it to be a time where we interact as pastors with one another. Yep. Uh, pick each other's minds and hearts for things that can help you. Exactly. So. And all the details are on our website at 614ministries.org. If you go up into the menu bar at the top, there will be a little uh, tab that says Shepherd Summit. And there's two separate pages, one to pay and one to register. Please register. It lets us track and keep a head count and let us know who's coming. It'll give you a chance to register yourself and then anybody you're bringing with you, name of your church, all that good stuff. And then there's a separate page um, for the payment. It's just hover over Shepherd Summit, one for registration, one for payment. Yeah, and extremely affordable, guys. And oh, if, you yeah, can't, if there's some reason you not you want to come but you can't make that uh, money happen, let us know. We'll get a scholarship for you. Oh, yeah. Scholarships are available. We'd love to have you be a part of it. All right. Good episode. Thanks, all of you, for listening today. We'll catch you guys next time. I'm Josh. That's Stan. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.